Miami is 13-0 at home and then won in decisive fashion against the Blue Devils, who might have been a little hungover from that Blue Blood rivalry. We'll talk about Monday's men's matchup as well as we recap the women because, of course, it's always some highs and lows when you got some of the best teams in the game. Goodness gracious. Virginia Tech finally got the win in that small gym. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. They say the strength in the vision of a good team is one that can beat a team back-to-back going on the road after you've dominated at home. Unfortunately, that is not the case for the Blue Devils that they just took a big L against Miami. Recapping Monday night's matchups, welcome to today's episode of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked on. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. We're rocking and rolling with Kenton, and we're talking through some really good basketball matchups, and we're really excited to go over this one because there's something to be said about a team who showed you that they are Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde when it comes to playing at home versus playing on the road, and that's exactly what Duke did in Monday night's matchup. I mean, but are we are we surprised? Like, no. really? If you if you've watched this Duke team all year, if you followed this Duke team all year, you kind of know this is who they are a little bit, right? Like they when they're in Cameron, they're a different team. They're a very very different team, and unfortunately, you can't uh, physically pick up Cameron and airdrop it to Miami. It's just the logistics just didn't work out for that. Uh, so we knew that this this is a a Duke team that has been pedestrian. Um, at best on the road and that's sometimes downright awful on the road so you know this Miami pulling this one out and Miami pulling it out wasn't a surprise I I saw this coming uh, based on the fact that you know huge win huge rivalry rivalry win and all that good stuff I saw that coming I just didn't see them um, I didn't see Miami manhandling them more or less yeah, they beat the brakes off of Duke. It wasn't even close through, throughout the game. Started on a 7-1 run, and I feel like, you know, okay, don't panic. That happened 7-0 run against Duke UNC. Maybe this team is still going to turn the corner, slow start, but they'll figure it out. They never got into the game, and at, the, at one point, it was like Miami could pull up. They could slam dunk. They could do whatever they want, wide open threes. It just there was no energy from Duke, and you would think a team that knows they're on the cusp and bubble and feeling like they want to turn the page and turn the corner as a program, it was important to at least play well, fight hard in this game. They just did none of that. So, and again, let me explain to you how bad this team is because uh, some some listeners may think, oh, this is them talking with their opinions and this is an NC State grad and a Carolina grad just hating Duke. Let me explain something to you. Duke is 12-0 at home. They're 5-7 and seven in games away from home. Here's the thing. That five and seven away from home is very misleading because they're three and two in neutral side games. They are two and five in true road games. Yeah. Two and five, including absolute dominations against Miami, absolute domination against NC State. I mean, they have been taken out to the woodshed by teams when they go on the road. They lost by nearly 20 to Clemson on the road. 
So this is not a team that when they go on the road, it's a it's like a oh yeah, they've still got a shot or this is still a good team. They're not. They're yeah. not. And I'm very concerned for this team going to Virginia, uh, going up to Charlottesville this Saturday, because boy, with what we've seen out of them on the road so far this year, whoo, I know that uh, FanDuel is our new sponsor. Go ahead and make yourself some money. Whatever, however much they got to spread, go ahead and put some down on Virginia. And we know that Virginia is a team that's coming off of a you know hard loss against Virginia Tech. And you know, as in, at the end of the day, Duke is who we thought they who we thought they were on the road, and they've proven otherwise. But I mean, really, nod to Omer and Wong and Pack and all the boys out in Miami for really just playing a solid game. Like at some point, I was like, the only reason why they're not doing crazy things right now is because they know Coach Larinaga is gonna cuss them out if they try to get too cute, right? I think yeah. that was the only reason why they didn't just like, oh, I'm going to pull up a three because why not? I'm not going to run a play because why not? Like, I'm I'm hot as fish grease. I'm just going to pull up and shoot it. Why not? And some of them, they actually did so, and they were making it. And it was like they couldn't miss. But you know, I think it was just sloppy play. The turnovers were crazy. It was just all around Miami's game. But you can also tell Miami has had that one circled on the calendar after they played in Cameron. They knew they probably should have won at home, at Duke's home. And now they're like, oh, don't, don't even worry about it, big dog. I got you. Yeah, that this is definitely a get it back in blood type of moment because this game got ugly and quickly. I mean, you know, we talked about Lively and how good he looked against um, against Armando Baycott. He was their leading scorer again in this game, uh, was also there, fight, chipped in five blocks as well. But the reality is Omer was the best big man on the floor tonight. He was the best big man on the floor, and uh, that played a, a big part into it. But again, Duke on the road, they look disheveled. They look low energy. You know, they just, it, it's its an entirely different team than who they are in camp. Amir said bullies get bullied where he's from. And that's exactly what happened. And honestly, I'm just excited about the tournament because if there was ever a time to see who really is the best big man, I think it's going to be very clear soon, sooner than soon. But all in all, you know, I think that's a great start to the week. We got some Tuesday matchups we want to go over here, but we also got to get into the fact that the women had some really good games throughout the weekend. I mean, Sunday was insane, but I don't, do you want to start with your girls or should we go Sunday and then move forward? I let me know. You know, let's start with Sunday. You know, let's start with Sunday. Let's let's start. (laughs) You know, let's go chronological. Let's go in order. Okay. 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 You're, you're a big chronological order guy. I feel it. I feel it. All right, so we're going to go over the Sunday matchups. We didn't get to talk about it on yesterday's show, but we want to make sure that we give the women love because, listen, we are all around good show, and we know that there are the most ranked teams in any conference happen to be from the ACC. Let's start with Louisville and North Carolina. North Carolina took the L against Louisville, 62-55. It was a game that North Carolina absolutely could have been in. Louisville figured it out at home. You can't take it away from them. These are games that, I mean, you look up and you're saying, who is the team? Who is the team that's pulling away, that's separating themselves from the pack? And there doesn't seem to be one, but that's not a bad thing for this conference. Louisville and what they've done is slowly but surely come back on after everybody doubted this team. Everybody said, oh, you know, what are they? How good are they? Uh, we really don't know. They've crept into that top tier of the conference again. But also, this was a game in which North Carolina went cold as ice. 
to say that they were cold as ice may be an understatement. They were as cold as the ice box where Omarion's heart used to be. <laughs> because they could not hit anything from deep. Anything. And but, we, so, but we've seen this before, right? We've seen this from North Carolina. And that, and that's the thing that's so confusing because this is a North Carolina team that has multiple players that you look at and you say, oh, yeah, they're a prolific scorer. Or at minimum, they're a prolific three-point shooter. So to have multiple games where you're 15% or lower from three in one season is like, what is happening here? This is this is craziness. And, of course, you play like that against Louisville on the road, yeah, you're not going to leave the Yum Center with a good taste in your mouth. And I, and I also feel like there are some last two-minute, three-minute drill type coaching mis- decisions and mistakes that I'm just like, what were you thinking when you drew up and you told them girls how to implement? Cause I don't think, I don't know if that resonated. It, it didn't go over how you thought it, I thought it went. I think I love coach Banghart, cool people, all the things, but there's been a couple of times where there's some game management towards the end of games that I get a little frustrated. You know, I mean, I, She's been there long enough to where you shouldn't still be making these mistakes. You've been a head coach long but, enough. But you see them, right? You see that there's been yeah. some coach. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm long I'm, I don't know ball like you know ball, but I just – this is some things that this feels a little bit off. I mean, you blow an eight and, oh, you know, eight-game win streak, all the things. Like, it comes down to the wire. You're only down by, like, three or four, and then it ends up being eight all of a sudden. You know, it's just – it's a little dicey. You know, when the foul don't foul. I don't know. I don't play basketball, but what I do know with my eyes is sometimes it boils down to what is the coach in your ear telling you to do. Mm-hmm. So there was that. We talk about Miami and Georgia Tech, 64 to 58 victory for the Hurricanes, another team that just slightly stays in it. They're not ranked, but they're certainly one that can compete each and every night. They had a big play for K game. You saw Duke take on Notre Dame, a big ranked opponent matchup. The number 16 Blue Devils took on the number nine fighting Irish and pulled away with the victory. Notre Dame, I'm trying to understand who y'all are, but you keep having me confused. We all want to know. We all want to know. And I think one of the biggest problems for Notre Dame, and I hate to do this to this young woman because she is prolific. She does a lot of things well and all that. I don't know who hasn't told Coach Ivy this yet. I don't know who hasn't told Olivia this yet. Olivia can't shoot the three. She can't. All of the teams in the conference have figured that out. When you run a pick and roll for Olivia, teams are going to go under the screen. And Olivia, don't shoot. There's a reason they're going under the screen. There is a reason that they are doing that. They feel comfortable with, ah, if if she hits that shot, we'll live. We'll live. And guess what? Duke and Celeste Taylor and Kara Lawson, they lived. They lived well. They lived good lives off trusting you to Maybe it's the bifocals. Maybe the bifocals ain't strong enough from that far out. Maybe that's what it is. Well, get the girl some LASIK surgery. (laughs) Get her some some contacts. Get her whatever she needs. Because her and that deep ball, it just, it's not working out. And at times when teams can kind of relax off of her and make it more difficult on her her bigs and when they post up or when teams say hey we can help off her and pre-rotate because at the, at the end of the day as long as we keep somebody in front of her we know that she's not going to hit those big shots from deep we keep somebody in front of her and just rotate around to whoever we just um left in terms of keeping the the pick and pop player covered we'll get it figured out but that's just i mean we're 
it's, it's you ain't it's, telling lies. You ain't telling lies. It's something that we've seen these teams implement, and it's worked. It's yeah. worked again and again and again. And I heard ESPN announcer saying, "Going under a screen against Olivia Miles is a decision." And I'm like, "It's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> it's it's a, it's something that's worked out for plenty of folks." So, yeah. congratulations. Until she starts knocking them down at a high clip, that's going to be the word out on her. That's that's the scout report. A thousand percent. Let's talk a little bit more about some of these women women's games from Sunday. But looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories, and you got to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know your goal is to be healthier this year. If you're like me, you want to be healthier, but you don't want to compromise taste. And man, do we have a treat for you? What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they are covered in a hundred percent real chocolate. That's real chocolate, and they come in unbelievably good flavors, churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond, and more. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like candy bar while maintaining amazing macros, and what's even better, they are healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. That's right, your nearest Walmart today to get a box at the pharmacy section and grab yourself some Built Bars. You can pick a four-bar box say that three times fast, of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puff. If you're so close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. Trust me, you will thank me later. Talking to Ken Gibbs, women's basketball. We're going back, talking about Sunday. You want to get a chance to knock out some of these games. Important to discuss because Syracuse is on the money, beating Boston College 79-72. to Really good showing. Also had a player of the week out of Syracuse. I think it's always telling when the the um, orange women, I should call them, are honestly hanging in there. Beyond just fair, I think her name is Roberts. Mm-hmm. It's escaping me. But always good when they have a nice, strong showing. Again, just shows on any given night, even the unranked teams are going to help you or could potentially give you some L's. These are te- all of these teams in this conference, again, top to bottom, very, very good teams. And like you've already talked about, Fair came out and had a very good showing. At the end of the day, you're always going to struggle when you allow um, the other team's best player to have a, a very efficient night and put up a good amount of points. But I think that the biggest thing that got uh, Syracuse this win is just their dedication to crashing the boards here. This was a game in which you look at Boston College and you say, they're a team that's struggling. Syracuse is a team that's struggling. There is, at the end of the day, you're playing for uh, not wanting to be, quote unquote, middle of the road or, or bad teams here. But the reality is both of these teams showed up. They both gave everything they had. And it was just very clear. Syracuse's offense was a little bit more efficient. Like you talked about, Fair showed up. Willie showed up. Lewis showed up. There were plenty of players on that team that showed up. And uh, the reality is they didn't need much else because, I mean, those three alone combined for about uh, 60 points. And speaking of 60 points, Pitt put up 60 against Virginia. And this is the same Pitt team that can barely put up offense half the time. And so if I'm looking at Virginia, I'm saying to myself, now you know better. Ain't no way this Pitt team should put up this much offense against you. Or has Pitt sometimes acted fraudulent and they play? They should play better than they do against certain teams? This is Pitt's first conference win of the year. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Pitt is not what Louisville is this year. Sure, sure. They're not that. They haven't been that bad. Sure. Pitt is not good. Pitt is not good at all. <laughs> this was a game where if you're looking around as – if you're looking around and saying to yourself, who are we as Virginia? This kind of cemented you're you're not that, that team. You're just not. 
you're not. This There's is, ways to go. You're not there yet. And, but you know what, though? But you know what, though? Let's do this. Let's still give Virginia some love because from where they came from, baby, they were in the – they were pit. They were pit. They were the team that if they beat you, you had to have a look in the mirror. You had to have that long walk on the beach. No, uh, they were Louisville men's basketball. Keep it a buck. They were Louisville yes. men's basketball. Yeah, they were. They, were. they oh, they stunk. They stunk. But you know what? They were worse because they didn't even have a player that you were like, free her. It was just like, yeah, they're terrible. And everybody there is kind of bad too. So got yeah. somebody. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, that shout out to Virginia for for you know coming forward and taking a step up, but also shout out to Pitt for getting your first ACC win of the year. It's been a struggle. There has been some. I'm not going to say a lot of ups, but there's been some downs. There's <laughs> been some downs and more downs and some downs after that. Yeah. But this team showed up. They got their first win of the year. Deshaun Deshanette Harris uh, led the team in scoring in this game. And, and again, this is a hey, this is a rough season, but I'll tell you what, at the end of the day, always good to get a win where you can get them. Absolutely. Ending up our Sunday matchups, Clemson and Wake Forest. Wake Forest getting the dub against the Tigers, 69 to 64. And honestly, it's overtime. Sure. That's what it takes for Wake Forest to get the dub. But it almost is like the pit here to me because Wake Forest hasn't had a good year. Clemson, you know better. You know better. I mean, I'm going to tell you, neither one of these teams have been very good this season. I mean, both of these teams. But Clemson has shown flashes. But, okay, after this game, Wake Forest is ahead of Clemson in conference. <laughs> battle like, of the bad. It's the battle of the bad. Sure. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Not saying that neither one of these teams are, are anything decent or deserve any respect, but yeah, neither one of these teams have been, you know. It's just, they had you know, to play. You had to play each other. Somebody had to win. Okay. <laughs> somebody had to win. And again, this is a, this is a situation where these are two teams that at the end of the day, they're kind of jostling for, uh, tournament position because we're getting to that point in the season where tournament tournament Hello? position ACC tournament positioning matters yeah. and you don't want to be playing the wrong team that's getting hot. You love to play a team that has gone cold like my NC State Wolfpack. They, they've gone a little cold on us here recently, but we're not gonna. We're getting there. That. We're get, We are getting. We actually do have to discuss. We, we, but we don't. We you do. know. Yeah. We don't. We don't have let to. Know, let me know when you're ready. Well, I well, uh, I would like to filibuster this conversation and reclaim. I don't even that. know what that means. I, I don't even know what that means. Well, well, good. <laughs> it just means we're not going to talk about what you want to talk about. I, I, as you know, corporate and boss man said we don't do politics on these shows. So, seventy three sixty one victory for Virginia Tech. First time ever that they won at Reynolds Coliseum. First time ever they won in Duke's house in their Duke in NC State small gym. I'm just going to sit here and say, good on the Hokies. Get the dub where you can get it. If you see an NC State team almost too big for their britches after being needed Notre Dame and needing to get a spank after spank, hey, why not? Kitley, you deserve. Uh, ACC would, Player of the Year, Queen. I, w- I would like to not have to discuss this today. Um, I, I would like for you to respect my privacy during this time. I'm going through You can tell by the shades I'm going through a lot. No, but seriously, this is a this is a a, a situation where NC State just I I'm confused. What I'm you confused about because they, like Notre Dame, are in that category of y'all can beat anybody. But you can lose to anybody. And don't get me wrong, Virginia That's Tech is not anybody. That's a horrible feeling. That's a Virginia, horrible feeling, though. Virginia Tech is not anybody. 
Georgia Moore played amazing, phenomenal. She was striping from deep. Elizabeth Kitley, she said, um, it, for, for those of you who are uh, superhero movie fans, the, the infamous Steppenwolf line when he got to Earth and said, there's no Kryptonian, no lantern here. This world will fall. That's You're what she looked at. Dude. You're That's how she looked around. <laughs> she looked around at Reynolds Coliseum and said, there's no Kunane here. There's no Crutchfield. This team will fall. And she <laughs> was right. She put up 25 and 14. And uh, yeah. at the end of the day, I'm. a lot of people are saying, well, there's so many folks transferring out of NC State. And, you know, they, they, there may be problems with death. And that may be the problem that they're having. Virginia Tech played seven players. They played seven players. Hello, somebody. So this ain't about depth. This is about a team not being locked in. This is about a team that nearly got doubled up in rebounds. At the end of the day, you're always going to lose with that recipe. You're yep. always going to lose with that recipe. Shout out to Virginia Tech. They deserve the win. Congratulations to them on their first ever win in Reynolds. They deserved yeah. it. They went out yeah. there, and they were the better team from tip-off to the final buzzer. And, you know, sometimes it just be like that. At the end of the day, sometimes you need a good pop in the mouth and maybe they can regroup and NC State will get it back right. But we do like my privacy respected during these trying times. All right. Well, we are definitely having an opportunity to get privacy in terms of your private betting matters at hand. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features to making making betting on sports fun and easy. Right now, you should download the FanDuel app for the Super Bowl 57 with no sweat first bet deal. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from money line to point spreads to who will score the touchdown. FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. All right, Ken, close your mouth. Who's winning the Super Bowl? Oh, man. It's it's the old classic. It's the old classic uh, matchup of the best quarterback in the game against the best team in the game, and uh, I'm always gonna go with the best team. If the best quarterback won championships, if the best quarterback ain't, if the best quarterback has a close supporting cast, I'll go with the best quarterback. This one ain't close. This is. The boy, first of all, the best quarterback has a cheap ankle right now. He's working off one and a half ankles. I don't care what kind of rehab you do. When you got a good defense ready to chop your block, that's what it is. I don't care you know how what? much drug you drugs you take. I don't care how many times you shoot up. I don't care what your rehab program is looking like. I don't love women. I get all of that. One and let a me, half good ankles. Let me explain something to you, okay? As a Lions fan, I never have a team when it comes to the playoffs. I never have sure. a team when it comes to the Super Bowl. I just hope everybody has fun. But I will tell you, uh, it made my heart smile a little bit hearing Patrick LeVon Mahomes Sr. say, we smoking on that Joe Burrow. Uh, that made my heart warm. That made my heart I have warm. to do with what I just said? Please. Oh, Please I'm enlighten good. the group. Please enlighten the group. Well, like that, that, that is the most ADHD response to what the it, hell I just made, said. It made my heart warm, and you, it, it made okay. me want to root for Pat. Who are you? Who is going to win the Super Bowl? Please. Again, I, I said if, if again, if the Martians had the death. Use beam your words, earth, Chiefs or the Eagles. If the Martians had the death beam pointed at Earth, the Eagles. I'd, I'd go with the Eagles. 
they they have the better supporting cast for their quarterback, and their quarterback is not a scrub. So, you know, when you look at the the Jalen Hurts slander is wild to me. Like, yes, in comparison, he's not as I good. I think as... quarterback not a scrub. No, but I'm saying like if people are acting like he he is night and day from Patrick. Like Patrick is just in a class of his own, and Jalen's just like some peon. Like, bro, he got not... he got these jokers to the Super Bowl. But see, that's not fair. That's not fair. Okay. To that's okay. not because Patrick Mahomes, and this is like very genuinely, not even joking, not even like to put on a show. Patrick Mahomes, I believe, is by far the most talented quarterback to have ever picked up a football in the NFL. Most talented by a mile. Like, I don't think that there's anybody who's close. I saw, and let is me Is it because you, of who his supporting cast has been or because he could do that with anybody? Let me tell you the moment in which we I can't do this right now. Don't we'll, we'll have a separate show for this. Okay, we'll but then, can I can I just say one thing and I'm gonna okay, let it please, please, please. The please. moment at which I realized Patrick Mahomes is not yeah. like every all the players in the NFL are not like us. The moment I realized Patrick Mahomes is not like the other guys in the NFL. <laughs> in the Super Bowl, when he was being chased down, somebody cheated tackled him, so they took his ankle off from under him. He's falling now. His body is nearly parallel to the ground. Uh-huh. He threw a pass. Some 30 some odd yard, 30 or 40 yards that hit McCole Harmon in the face mask. McCole just dropped it. That was the moment that I looked at him and I said, Oh, he's, he's different. Nobody else can do that. Nobody else, nobody in NFL history can make that pass. Why don't we see his Instagram workout videos during the summer? It's crazy. I wonder if he does the falling throws and catches. All right. Anyway, we got to talk about Thursday, Tuesday's matchups for ACC men's basketball. North Carolina is traveling to Winston-Salem. You know, if you look at Duke, if there's any telling of what can happen, if you're drunk off that blue blood rivalry, you're going to have to figure it out, good buddy. Okay, I'm trying to tell you, don't play with your food now because Wake Forest wants nothing more, especially because they bought their team to beat the North Carolina Tar Heels. Let me tell you something now. Ain't nothing worse than a bad purchase. When you pay for something <laughs> and, and you pay some good hard-earned money on it and it don't pan out, hold on now. Imagine paying for a 15-9 and nine team, though. That's oh, whack. Nasty. <laughs> nasty. Just downright disgusting. That's work. whack. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. In yeah. all seriousness. In all seriousness now. This, this Wake Forest team has an opportunity. Right now, they're a team that most people feel like are in the tournament. But Wake Forest is one of those teams that knows they don't have the national name that a lot of other teams do. And if you give a committee a chance to keep you out, they will. Technically speaking, they are half a game back of North Carolina in the conference. So if they were to win this game, they'd be ahead of North Carolina in the conference, which presumably would have them safely in the tournament. Yeah. Wake Forest knows. They know. You cannot play around. You can't because Alondis Williams and company should have got into the tournament. They should have got in by, yeah. by all means. They should have got in. They just didn't. So they know that this game is huge for them. This is a big opportunity to firmly put two feet in the tournament and say, if you keep us out, you telling yeah. everybody what this is about. That's fair. They got another headband, fearless leader that they're going to lead them to the tournament. Mr. Appleby. They, Louisville. Love their over there. they do love their headbands. Louisville and Pitt, you know, <sighs> They got to play the game. Like we no. said, like we said about Pitt and Virginia in the women's side, they got to play the game. Clemson and Rick Forest, they got to play the game. So Louisville, you know, this is one where don't get don't play down the competition. Yeah. Don't get too caught up. L Ellis is still on that team. 
Yep. Don't get too big headed about yourself because you can still catch this L. Louisville is still fighting. You know, they are still and, trying. And I'm going to tell you again, Louisville is not last in the conference now. Who's <clears> last <throat> in the conference? Georgia Tech is. Georgia Tech oh, is a half a game behind them. They're 1 and 11 in the conference. Georgia Tech is 1 and 12. So there's <laughs> that. But anywho, they're not last in the conference. So Pitt, yeah. don't play around. Pitt. I know that y'all just getting over y'all, I, and I took that personally. Game, don't play around. Don't, sure. yeah, don't like you like you just said. Don't play with your food. Pitt is having a wonderful season. They're yeah. having a great season. They're playing as a team. Burton, Henson, and company are making it happen. The Capel brothers are doing a great job of coaching them up. Don't play around with this game because again, when you let bad teams stick around and hang around and all that, they tend to get confident. They tend to get good. They tend to beat you. However. The spread for this game is 17 points so or 16 and a half. So Vegas knows something. But again, y'all can't know nothing in your huddle pit. Y'all don't know nothing about a 17-point favorite. Y'all know you got to play your assignments. Shout out to our, our Capel uh, episode that's going crazy, doing numbers on YouTube. People really in their feels hey, about man, Jason and the me. boys. <laughs> he apologized, Ken. <laughs> Last game to talk about here before we round out the show, NC State in Virginia. NC State traveling to Virginia. NC State team that's doing really good. Can they win on the road? We've seen them do it. Playing in Charlottesville ain't no hoe, so you got to give them your best. You know, this is one of those games where you say to yourself, (laughs) I just hope everybody has fun. Hell no. What is is that? That's some real punk-ish. What in the world? I'm going to tell you this. No, no, very seriously. Very seriously. I'm going to tell you this. Virginia is one of the best teams in the conference, hands down. They've shown great things all season. NC State, however, is the hottest team in the conference. They've got the longest winning streak in the conference, and they're just finding different ways to win ball games. Jaquavian Smith and Jarkel Joyner combined for 10 points Saturday, and they came away with a win. This team is figuring it out. Ernest Ross, everybody thought the first time he put up double digits was going to be the Ernest Ross game. Yeah. And then he does it again. And so you look at Virginia, you look at Kihei Clark, you look at um, you look at uh, Garner, who is another guy who, you know, a lot of folks, everybody in the country was after him when he announced that he was hitting the transfer floor. You look at Armand Franklin, all the things that he does. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. It's, it's Armand Franklin, correct? Okay. You look at all the things that he brings in terms of his rebounding, his defensive tenacity, his ability to score in transition. This should be a fun, exciting matchup. This should be a great time. This should be some top-level college basketball. You'll see some of of DJ Burns posting up at the three-point line like a madman. You'll see uh, some of Kihei Clark getting into the lane and, and creating for others. You'll see Armand Franklin trying to dunk on five guys. Doesn't matter. You're going to see a lot of fun stuff in this game. So enjoy it, ACC fans. 100%. Let's see some good defense out of that NC State team because they're going to need it. Guys, we have so much to cover throughout the week. Our first season preview episode is going to drop. It's going to be a short but sweet one when we're going to review your favorite football team's schedule. You get, we're going to give a grade. We're going to tell you how it's going to be, what we feel like they're going to do ultimately when it's all said and done. So make sure you check those out on our YouTube channel. We are 85 subscribers away from 1,000. We can't do it if you don't share the good news. So make sure you share our podcast wherever you listen for Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs. Until next time.